नम सर्वे हरिओं अद्वैत चिंतन वर्गे स्वागत ओम वक्रतुंड महाकाय सूर्यकोटिप्रभा निर्विघ्न कुर मे देव सर्वकार्यु सर्वदा शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाष्यो वंदे भगवतनःश्वर गुरुरात्मे मूर्तिद विभागिने व्योमेहाय दक्षिणाूर्त नम ओं नम परमिभ्यो नम परमिभ्य शोभा भगनी शांति मंत्र आमोदय सहना सहनौन सह वीर करवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तुमाषावै ओं शाति 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 Last week, uh, last class, we didn't have enough time to take the question-answer session, and uh, most of you said you have questions which you want to do it in the beginning of this class. That will be better because then we will be completing last week's class, and then we can move forward to the entering the text this week. So. Uh, Chandu Mohodia, you wanted to ask some question on nursing, so first let us uh, see Chand what Chandu Mohodia has got. Uh, it's about uh, what you know, we hear about uh, Advaita philosophy. We uh, hmm. because I am not into it, and I just you know Advaita philosophy and other philosophy just as a as a term. So, so mm. what is that? Uh, what the philosophy is basically? That is what. Uh, if you can give a little uh, uh, gist about Advaita philosophy that we are uh, trying to learn. Okay. Uh, basically, Advaita philosophy is part of the Prasthana Trayi. That is Bhagavad Gita, Upanishad, and Brahma Sutra only. There are. three predominant uh, sections who follow different paths but ultimately all of them have the same three text canons of prasthana trayi as their uh, what you call pramana based on which they depend upon but the difference between them is that it is the quality of the aspirant which makes the difference like how we have in our uh, normal uh, Uh, life there are people who are going towards science studies course commerce studies art studies then some going into music some going to music within music itself instrumentals it is all because of what you call a trait or what we call in uh, in the prasthana trayi background is called vasana or subconscious interest in hidden in the people now that has made three different approaches to mukti moksha moksha margam is what is uh, for ultimately what these prasthana trayi is 
guiding individuals to attain. Now the three are Advaita, Vishishta Advaita and Dvaita. Now in the Dvaita which was very predominant before the onset of Shankara and later after the Madhvacharya's uh, explanatory notes came on the Prasthana 3 also, it again pick up, picked up. Uh, basically what they have is this thing is that uh, Ishwara is the all-powerful and we are all Jeevas. Now Jeeva and Ishwara are not, can never be the same is what the Dvaita. So there are two entities like Jeeva and Ishwara. And Jiva is the Srishti Karta, I know Ishra is the Srishti Karta, and Jiva, which includes the Jagat. Jiva is not standing apart from the Jagat, it's part of the Jagat. So Jagat and Ishra are the two principles. The Jiva is part of the Jagat. Now, in, as per their uh, belief, there are nine stages of Moksha, Sayujya, Salukya, Samipya, like that. They are saying that seven, uh, seven or nine, uh, you know, main uh, this thing. That itself is Moksha as per them, because uh, in this uh, philosophy they cannot be uh, merging together or anything. In the Vishishta Advaita is part of actually it is uh, Ramanujacharya who was a Advaita follow, follower and he was studying Advaita under a Advaitic master. When he heard that the Ishwara, Jagat, Jiva, Jagat are nothing but the same in the three different appearances, he could not take because of his uh, what you call ardent love for uh, Vishnu. So he cried in the class and said that you are talking nonsense and I am not interested in it and he walked out and he started his own uh, they think that even though the Ishwara and the Jiva Jagat are same, but in Mukti is not the Ishwara becoming the Jiva. I mean, Ishwara Jiva and Ishwara becoming one Aikyatva. So that Ishwara is Sarva Kalyana Guna Niti, and Jiva can never be Sarva Kalyana Guna Niti. So for that reason, he he differentiated. Advaita slightly keeping the separatedness between Ishwara and the rest of it. But not totally like the Dvaita where they say that, you know, the Ishwara is totally different and Jiva Jagat is a totally different thing. They can never be commonness between them. Whereas in Vishishta Advaita, they say that even though commonness is there, but the Jiva Ishwara cannot be uh, what you call uh, cannot combine to become one. Now in the Advaita, which was even pre prevalent even before Shadi Shankara, but not uh, logically and with the pramana of the Veda and Upanishad established, because of which Buddha and Jaina philosophies were very prominent in India at that time, and people started uh, you know denouncing Vedic karmas and uh, Vedas and Upanishads and all totally. But Shankara had uh, established back the Vedic belief, especially in uh, in the Upanishad based Brahma Sutra and the Upanishads. 
And Gita is a Smriti which has a lot of quotations from the Upanishads, so he has depended upon the Bhagavad Gita also. Now the Advaita philosophy, what is unique about it is that it is saying that there is only one. Advaitam means Nadvaitam. So there is nothing other than that one which itself is appearing as many is what Advaita tells it. And the, the experience of manyness is due to Avidya. Avidya, Atnyanam or Maya, other, these are the three terms used for the same uh, experiential cause, cause for the experiences. When you don't know the truth behind the appearances, then for you the appearances will become real, like the sky appearing blue or the mirage having water. The moment you know that mirage has no waterness in it, but it is a reflection of the light in the air, which is appearing as water. Until you know that science behind it or that somebody tells you what it is, the wateriness is real. Same way in our experiences, there is a process which Shankara is using in Chandogya Upanishad, Burhadarani Upanishad and Mandukya, uh, all called the, what you call, sup, su, the Avastatraya Nirupanam. Avastatraya Nirupanam is the three avastas of humanity or the, any experiencer for that matter. That is, we have waking, dream and deep sleep as our three states of experiences, three avastas. That is threadbarely analyzed to give the signs and a personal experience of the advaitatvam or the uniqueness or the oneness for the cause and the appearances. Now this is unique to Advaita whereas other uh, two philosophies of Dvaita and the Advaita do not treat uh, Sopna, Jagrat and Sushupti as, uh, you know, uh, as an examples to analyze our experiences. Advaita has this uniqueness saying that there is a commonness, the experiencer per se doesn't change in all the three states which means that the experiencer is different from the experienced. The famous quotation from uh, Sveta Siddhar Upanishad is Trishudamasu yadbhogyam bhokta bhogascha yadbhaved tebhyo vilakshana sachi chinmatroham sadashiva Trishudamasu Dhamam means abode or avastha Trishudamasu in that Bhokta bhogyam bhogam kya bhogyamscha that is the object, subject and the act of experiencing. This is the Triputi. Trishudamasu yadva. In each of the dhamas you have the three, three states that is the object, the subject and the experience. experience. These three experiences, in all the three it is changing. But Devyo Vilakshana Sachi, among that all, even though while in all the three states these are changing, there is a Sakshi which is 
observing the changes. The, the one who is observing that in the waking is the same as the one who is observing the dream and is the same one who is sleeping also, where he is not experiencing anything but he experiences that aham asmi, I am there, that experience is there. Objects are not there, subject is there, experience is there, but the, in the absence of an object, the experiencer cannot say that there is an experience of deep sleep. Only when he wakes up, he says that I am, ah, I had a good sleep. is the Chandogya word. Even though it has become one with the truth in the deep sleep, that it doesn't know that it has become the truth. I mean, or the Atma Swarupa there. So that Tebyo Vilakshana Sachi, Chit Matraham. Chitmatroham, Chinmatroham. The chit is the awareness. It is the awareness which was common in all the three states. And aham sada shivam, always pure. Shivam here is mangalam or pure, which you can take the meaning as. It is that experiencer is not getting affected by what is being experienced in the three states. And it remains as uninflicted, unex, uh, you know, un, un, uh, what do you call. Uh, contained or uh, stained by the experiences. So, Tebyo Vilakshana Tachi Chinmatroham Sadashivam. This is what the Advaita philosophy is all about. Uh, I hope you understood what is a. I mean, it, it's in a brief, I have said that. No, I think uh, much better. Huh? Much better than the previous, almost knowing nothing. Okay. So, in, in this particular text, it is very detailed. Actually speaking, this one book, Aparokshanabhuti, has the uniqueness among all the Prakarana Grandas, like Tattva Bodha, Atma Bodha, Viveka Chudamani, and all those things, is that this is almost like going through Brahma Sutra in a very concise format. Only thing is that it is not using the technical jargons as much as in the Brahma Sutra, but the methodology in which negating the opponents establishing the Advaita Tattvam and then taking the student the process of how to do the introspection, what is the methodology, how will you do that and what is the Aparoksha Anubhuti for you is explained in this text. So when, as we go through this text, most of your questions will get answered. Thank you. Your question? Uh, Mahode, uh, I do have, but I would like to go to the text because uh, uh, without knowing, I would not like to answer, uh, ask for a question. I feel so. I mean, uh, there are questions. No, no, I'm no, not no. saying uh, they are, but you should uh, ask the questions. You should <laughs> ask the questions. Why I'm saying, why I'm saying is that yes, with the doubt in your mind, if you proceed it, that the doubt will be predominant and that will drag you to a different direction. Oh, is it so? No, I, my basic question is, why did he say Advaita? Why could he not have said Ekatvam? It's like, you know, it's not 
two Advaita. It's like said not two, but it's um, right. that was that is one question. And uh, in Prasthana Trayam we have Brahma Sutras, Upanishad, and Gita. Uh, yeah. uh, Gita is like put at the last of Prasthana Trayam. Why is right. Gita put at the last? Because that is a way of life we need to do that. In fact, Upanishads are more advanced than Gita. I feel so, but it has a sara of Upanishads. I know that, but uh, mm. we approach the Gita first and then we do the Upanishads. Why is it done like that? Okay. Balanam Sugabodaya, that is the answer for it. That is, as a kindergarten student, we have to study the alphabets. We have to know the, you know, A is not apple, but even though then we say A for apple. Mm -mm. It, is, it is that way the mind gets developed in the thought process as to how we have to proceed in stages of understanding the ultimate which is given in the Upanishads. Straight away if we go to the Upanishads what happens is a lot of technical Adivashik Shabdam which are available in the Upanishads will not be understood unless you have got a basic exposure like this Aparosha Anubhuti Tattobhad Atmabhuta Viveka Chodamani Bhagavad Gita. Then you have to enter into Upanishads. Why not even Brahma Sutra? Because Brahma Sutra is a what you call debate between a Purva Paksha. Purva Paksha means opponent who offer, give, who believes in either Karmakanda or Buddha, Bauddha or Tattva, Nyaya, Vaisheshika, even Charvaga. They are objecting to the statements of Upanishad which is explained by uh, in the Upanishad for saying that in our philosophy it is like that. It's, you are, you are saying that the, you, the meaning of the Upanishad's word is like this. So Shankara and Akhwes, the Sutra is by Vyasa, Badrayana, but Shankara yeah. gives the commentary to explain and there is a lot of grammar in it, in the what you call Brahma Sutra. Brahma Sutra. So, yeah, Brahma Sutra, if you, unless you know the grammar, you cannot really enter into Brahma Sutra. Yes. Because, <laughs> yeah, but in Gita, is more common man's language. Yes. It is a dialogue between a warrior and a friend who is a philosopher, guide and everything. And he is a master himself who, has, who knows the Upanishad as what he says in the Gita is Manuna Proktam. He is the one who told the from the first person onwards all the Upanishads and everything. So when he is telling the quoting from the Upanishad, even though it's a pictorial story form, he is quoting the crux of the Upanishads to explain the methodologies of karma, yatnana, yoga and bhakti. Mm -hmm. And then at the end he says, Yadechasi Tadakuru, whatever you think is best for you, do that. Krishna could have said, no, Jnana Yoga is the best. You should do only Jnana Yoga. Go become a sannyasi. No. Hmm. There the need was for uh, Yuddha. Yes. But at the same time, the Yuddha without knowing the truth behind the, uh, what is life and death and the whole thing, you will be fighting a war with like a blindfolded man because what you whatever comes in front of you, you will be doing it. Dharmam, Adharmam, all those things you won't know. So to, uh, to ward off that, he gave all the methods 
and of course Arjuna is only Nimittam. It is meant for the whole humanity. Samastha Manavajati is in his mind when he said that and that is why even though after maybe so many years that text has been written, even today it has got validity because the variety of human beings in the world are because of Vasana. Vasana is basically an impression in your mind when you are born and tendency towards either Bhakti or Yoga or Jnana Marga or you know Karma Kanda. Some people are cannot just even take Bhakti also but they will be good at their karma, they won't be doing any other karma, but they won't believe, they may be called you know, astikas or non-believers, atheists and all. But they will be very good people, because what? They know the karma is so much that it is not necessary that I should devote it to God or anything like that. But their mental makeup is pure, purer, they don't have much of selfishness, they would like to help others. That is the Karmakandins will do. Karmakanda, but it is not the karma of the Vedas what we are talking about in the Bhagavad Gita. Where Yetnya Yaga Tapas and all those things. Huh. Then comes the Bhakti Yoga. Karma Sanyasi is the next level in the Bhagavad Gita. Where you have to even abandon that type of karma to concentrate from the world outside to Andar Mukhata, to know yourself. Which Ramana Maharshi says find out who am I or said, and you can't, uh, all those masters I say that find out who you are, know your truth you are engaging yourself in the world outside without knowing who you are and what you are unless you know who you are your interaction with the world outside even though you think it is perfect cannot be perfect because what guides you to do the work will not be under your control unless you know it. So that is what the karma sannyasin comes. Then comes the yoga, how to do the meditation and control the mind. If you don't know how to know the mind, then how to do the control. Then comes the bhakti yoga. You have to direct that mind to something so higher. That is the bhakti yoga. And the jnana yoga has been already told in this thing, but the, the reputation comes at chetra chetra jnana. And towards the end of the 18th chapter, he summarizes most of the things. That is Bhagavad Gita. Now, why did Shankara, or not Shankara, the, the Sampradayak Acharyas, Sampradaya means tradition. Why did the traditional people name it as Advaita is that, when the moment you say Ekam, the, then the, the second immediate thought which comes in the mind is, Second, oh. one can exist only if there is one. A second will be there. In comparison. Okay. Yes, yes, very true. So, but even one is not there, then what will you say? So, <laughs> so yeah, I got that. Huh. Right. Ha. Yes, yes. That's but that's human easy. mind needs something to anchor upon. So in a Prasidya Prasishayadam, that is a negative way of Naitatpurusha uh, samasa, uh, samasa, Advaitam is used. Right, okay. Okay, and just another question, I would not take much of your time. Uh, uh, paroksha, Aparoksha. Paroksha hmm. itself tells that Paroksha is itself, you are not in front of it. 
Aparoksha means is it par? How does it validate that statement? Okay, uh, this I will tell when I am opening the text because okay. I'm, the first word which I am going to explain is Aparoksha Anubhuti. Okay. So there I have got two words to explain. What is Aparoksha? What is Anubhuti? Then we will enter the first sloga of the Vandana sloga. That time that I will explain that word Aparoksha. Anything else? Ha, no, I will get to it once I start, <laughs> once we start off the text I think probably there will be more okay. questions which come up. Okay? No, please. Okay. Dhaniwada Bhagini. Chandini Bhagini, any question? I'm okay so far. Thank you, Mother. Astu, then you are there. Abhishek, how are you? No questions for now, Mother. Okay. Then you are there. So we will enter this text called Aparoksha Anubhuti. It has got two words explaining an experience. Now Anubhuti is in literal meaning is experience. Now if we look at our normal life itself, everything is an experience. From the time our mind starts operating when we wake up in the day till it goes to the deep sleep including dream is an experience but as per Advaita even deep sleep is an experience that's why when we wake up we say I had a good sleep okay so everything is related or in terms of Anubhuti so life itself is an Anubhuti now Anubhuti is is when we say experience experience to us we differentiate from the causes which cause the experiences from the objects which causes those experiences we differentiate uh, like you know the experience of heat experience of cold experience of sweetness bitterness experience of music experience of reading experience of all different experiences we differentiate in our life due to the cause from which or which we think is the causation to give the experience we name it as experience of an object but is there any difference which you can make if you remove the object the experience per se of listening to a music or knowing through a book the knowledge which you acquire through one is music one is uh, reading a book or one is having sweet or uh, one is uh, experience of life dream or waking or whatever may be that if you keep away the object or the conditions of the object there is something which is called internal to us by which we can say there is a knowledge arising within me 
caused by a trigger called music or reading or whatever may be the reasons. Now these experiences cannot or do not have a differentiation between one to another once the object is taken away from that. It remains as in the form of a knowledge. The experience of sweetness is the knowledge what sweetness is. The experience of music is the knowledge of what music is. The experience of reading is the knowledge of the subject read through the book. Everything that when it comes to, it all comes to one thing which is a common factor which is called Jnanam or knowledge. Now, the knowledge in our daily parlance, we don't give ex what you call the required weightage to it because we are so used to our indriyas, which I told you as per my first introductory class, because our sense organs are driven outward for the objects to be ob observed. But what happens once the observation takes place through the object sense organ, the knowledge arising within it is not taken into weightage by us on our day-to-day -day experience. That is why what happens is that we get driven by the differentiation or the effect of the object on us, we become happy, sorrowful, anger, all the triggers which we take is that we don't acknowledge the quality, condition and the effect of the knowledge which is taking place within us. At the mind level, there is variations. That is why the, which is triggered by the mind, because manas, shastan, indriyana. Manas is supposed to be the sixth organ of which controls you know, Atmanam, Radhinam, Viddhi, Shariram, Ratame, Vacha, Buddhim, Tusarathin, Viddhi, Manapragraham, Vacha. In that sloka in Bhagavad Gita says the mind, Manashastan, Indriyana. The sixth organ, the sixth sense organ is the mind. Up to the mind level, it sees a sense organ. Only thing is that the mind has the, what you call, mixing capacity of separate inputs coming from the eyes and the, and the ears and the taste and the touch and the smell. But nose cannot but smell, eyes cannot but see, ears cannot but see, but hear, like that. So the, the limitation of the sense organ is there for the organs at the exterior level. At the interior level, the mind makes a you know, mix and match of those sensory inputs from the sense organs to arrive at a, a output which the buddhi takes it. Buddhi is the intellect. Now the buddhi takes that input from output of mind to the in buddhi and buddhi can instruct back either to the mind or the muscles to react. Now, buddhi, between the buddhi and mind, it is both are under the same thing. That is why 
that is divided into four mano buddhi ahankara chittam in the four formats it is divided is because of that four functions of the same organ which is internal to us so <clears throat> when the mind gives the output of the mixed input from the individual sense organs to the buddhi the buddhi will see with the color which the mind has given because buddhi is pure intellect is by way of the intellect it is very poor pure in nature it cannot color good bad ugly or anything like that but it has only logic the logic is that it will it can think logically and dis dissect the input which the mind is giving so that for that the mind the the buddhi has to be trained but before that mind has a very naughty behavior it is always chanchala chanchalam hi mana krishna that is the word arjuna uses in the bhagavad gita no it is always and the very nature of mind is it is always in a pulsating mode why it is in pulsating mode because it is always triggered with the contact with the objects it can be external contacts or internal objects yeah, external objects like what is given through the panchendriyas or the internal objects which are in the thought process of the mind like you know from the memory or from the dream or these are all stored inside itself in the mind itself as uh, storages from there also it can take that is what happens in the case of a dream it doesn't need us external organs to function the mind can pick up objects it has stored in its memory and create a world for us so that mind is always in pulse and the moment it is not pulsating it is called sushupti that time the mind is no mind and when the mind is not feeding anything to buddhi buddhi doesn't know whether it is sensing anything or not mind is sensing or not because it has got only one side direction but the buddhi can turn inward also not the mind but in the grosser terms sometimes manas we will say the turn the mind inwards it is not that the mind is that there are the four functions of the mind mano buddhi hankara chitta only the mind when it is turned word turned inward it is called the chitta the buddhi turns inward is called the chitta when buddhi is turned outward it becomes one with the mind so it will it will dance according to what the mind says but when it is turned inward towards the chitta side it is the place where it it logic guides it it doesn't dance with the mind because it is looking inward and getting direction from that so if you look at that the anubhuti what we call is from the sense organs outside to the mind the mind creating its own experiences feeding to the intellect but there is a third anubhuti when the mind turns inward toward the chitta or the source of the energy or the prana or what you call the jivatvam the thing that is the that is also anubhuti experience now when that experience takes place it is called paro aparoksha one is pratyaksha which is in front of by the five sense organs it is called pratyaksha akshanam prati pratyakshara 
that means direct direct observation now paroksha is is akshanam param it is beyond the realm up to which the indriyas can go that is eyes can see a longer distance it can see the sun it can see the stars but sound has limitations with the ears you can listen only a thunder coming from a certain distance but you can't hear the noise which is coming from the cosmos or the stars or the other uh, satellite operating on, on the outer sky or anything because that is the limitation of the ears now when it comes to skin it can sense only what touches it it can be either external touches by the skin which is external to the body or like heat and cold which is felt in when you take a hot coffee or a ice cream inside that is also sense touch organ only inside that is internal to the body then the least sensory organ is left on the one and a half square inch tongue tip which is for the uh, second least is the tell smell of a taste you can taste only by that friend you know the corner of the tongue and the tip of the tongue if a sweet is kept in the middle of the tongue unless it liquid flows into the corner of the tongue you cannot have the taste of the uh, sweet it is it kept on the center of the tongue so that is the limitation of the tasting but of the what you call uh, sensory or our olfactory function or the smell of this thing uh, not smell taste but and the smallest of the organ is the near smell now only something can carried by an air which goes into the nose can trigger a sensory of smell sensory in input of smell so what is outside on a flower the smell is paroksha even though visually you are able to see the flower what is the taste of a mango on a free on a tree or on a basket in front of a shopkeeper is still a paroksha because the taste has not touched the tongue but for the eyes the mango which is in the shopkeeper or on the top of a tree is not paroksha it is pratyaksha it can see it like that paroksha is what is not available for the sense organ everything is called paroksha now pratyaksha paroksha is very clearly defined but aparoksha is still an experience when you say i saw a mango there are two experiences which you are by selling that term aham janami etat amram asti right when you say that you are telling two part of it one is the eyes is seeing the mango but then there is an experience which is which you are saying is aham janami now this aham janami doesn't come under the realm of the senses what what you are seeing you are telling that but you know that what i saw is a mango that knowing part is avaroksha
because it is not for the sense organ to directly perceive. The knowledge is not perceived by the sense organ nor by the mind. But the intellect when it is turning inwards, it is conveying the knowledge from the from the observer or the Sakshi who acknowledges that I know it, that I am seeing a mango. So these three differences which you see is Pratyaksha, Paroksha, when the tongue cannot taste that uh, the sweetness of the mango is Paroksha and the one who says that I am seeing, I know that I am seeing the mango, that knowing is also an experience. So Aparoksha, Paroksha and Pratyaksha. This is what is called Aparoksha Anubhuti. Now, now Aparoksha Anubhuti can be only about the observer or the knower of anything. That is what, how that individual should be known or understood or what is that Anubhavam we are not able to do in our day to day life. Do we, do we any time on, on, on any of our activity or any, any moment of our time, day, do we acknowledge that I am the experiencer of my world of experience? No. We get experience and we continue with our experiences. This textbook gives the prescription of negating what is not and establishing what is. And what is the, what is the advantage of prayojana manudhisya mandovina pravartari? Because unless it is giving some benefit, you don't have to follow it. Why should you follow a text like Aparoshanabhuti? The reason why we have to do, we are learning this and everything is that there is a state when you know that observer is your true nature, you are no more under the clutches of your brain or the mind or the sense organs. Even though events happen outside, the mind may get perturbed or the, the even the buddhi may get, you know, tell you to become angry and all, you knowing this will be in a position to take control of your life. That is the grossest way of telling the benefit of it. There are much more philosophical definitions for it which we will come to know about it as we proceed to this thing. But at the gross level, this is a textbook which will give you perfect control on how to be unperturbed in a world of perturbances. Like, no, the, the example given in the Shastras is like that, how even in the high waves, a boat which, is, which has got a direction will never get waved off or waylaid or driven away to the different direction because it's, it has got a direction to move on. Now that direction is being given by this knowledge, Avrakshanabhuti, the text like this. And what, how will you live with that? Patma Patra Mivambasa. Like a lotus leaf, even though living and growing, giving out flowers in a muddy water, 
the leaves of the patram or the patram of the um, uh, the lotus is neither dirtied nor stained or not touched by the wateriness of the water in it same way in in our day to day life the good bad the good news the bad news and uh, you know triggers which can give out you the worst of you in it all this can come as inputs from world outside but in all these thing you will act you will knowingly you knowing yourself where to anchor your your anubhava you will be more anchored in life and you will be a siddha prajna that is the benefit of it what is the siddha prajna once whose prajna means knowledge or the anubhuti is established in that which doesn't change now if anything if your mind is established in an outside or outside object as the object change your mind also will change like how the balastavat kreeda sakta tarunastavat taruni sakta vriddastavat chinda sakta parame brahmani kopina sakta that bajagovindam verse so as the objects change our mind will change but if you are anchored with the aparoksha jnanam then even though the world will throw you mud or throw you i mean uh, call you names or trigger you or try to react badly knowing where to anchor yourself you will never getting but even if you are getting an anger you know it is a self protection atma rakshartham you are doing it but not for hurting anybody or destroying anything so that is a controlled behavior of sthita prajna it is not that he can he is going throwing away everything from life and going towards himalayas or some cave and then not interacting with the world krishna was by the right in the middle of the war and driving arjuna's uh, ratha where all the arrows were hitting left and right but he was still unperturbed by that when he knew that he had to tell that to arjuna that that is that way in which you have to deal with each time on each day he gave direction to arjuna so that is the benefit of studying this uh, this uh, or going through the aprokshanubhuti so i will take questions because one, after that we will enter the first shloka today any questions mahodaya uh, can you just brief on mana buddhi chitta chitta hankara uh, the clear definition because there's always a confusion between uh, chittam mana manas and uh, uh, buddhi and chittam like how do we know uh, manas is basically the mind whatever you said buddhi is a yeah. discrimination factor which tells what is right and what is wrong what is exactly chittam okay now the f- it's a faculty internal faculty available to all human beings it is functionally organ wise it is one but functionally it is divided into four mana buddhi ahankara chittam now start let's start with the most known thing that is manas mana is mind mind is a reactive element to the sensory inputs but it is also a what you call mixing pot where all the indriya inputs are uh, 
assimilated together to give a total shape of experience like for example when you when you hear a, a music concert you hear the sound of the music you hear the different music sounds of from the different instruments and the singer then you your mind gets that visual input from the different instruments and the sound from the ear through the ear and then the mind assimilates all this put together and gives a color of its own because of the quality of the mind whether it's a good music or bad music and gives that its input to the buddhi now buddhi has a function to dissect that input from me from the mind to to you know you are saying it is good it is like the other one or it is good or bad because the mind is saying so buddhi say buddhi will immediately say that you are comparing this input with something which is in your memory which is before mind cannot do that per se only buddhi can take resource from the data bank of the memory compare it with mind mind inputs at that moment and then tell that you are comparing with your earlier memory and saying this is good or bad that action of you know differentiating between the input presently coming from the mind with the memory there or sometimes the buddhi will allow the mind to hand it over to the buddhi to keep it in the memory to where to keep it in the memory is the job of the buddhi that is why intellectually oh he has got a high intellect because he he knows everything he memorizes he has taken from memory so memory is taken through the intellect and he passed on to the mind to react now ahankaram and, and mana is just witness mana mana is a, mana is a, not a witness chitta is a witness okay chitta is a witness i'll come to chitta last the buddhi stores it for the memory it can compare with the recent input from the mind compare it with the buddhi's memory stock and come differentiate between suppose there is no memory of the earlier one this one can be stored as memory by the intellect and that that is where and the more the intellectual capacity to store memory that person is supposed to be having more knowledge because he is able to access the uh, memory bank because every experience of ours in a day is 80% memory and 20% present input almost you, you can roughly say that because everything you compare it with a, a, a thing available in your memory because if you are eating something sweet immediately you will say it is more sweet okay you how do you say it is more sweet because there is something available as in your memory as something what is sweet now the earlier one which you had eaten was had less sweet and now today what you ate had more sweet so you are able to compare between the memory of the earlier taste to the current taste that aspect is done by the buddhi so buddhi has the dissecting or the differentiating capacity whereas the mind is a purely a reactive function it as receives the inputs from the sense organs it being a sense organs it can take from the memory what is given by the buddhi also to create a reaction 
now buddhi when does the dissecting has got an aspect which is called ahankara in it that is the ego part of it now where is the ego ego is the impression born out of all the memories which you have acquired through the lifetime to form a personality it is by say per se it is not a function but it is a it's a characteristic reactive element in the in the buddhi itself based on which the personality behaviors are accessed by the my body uh, by the mind uh, by the buddhi and passed on to the mind to do the reaction now if something is hurting the aham or the ego then the buddhi will pass on that information to the mind saying this input is hurting the my in the personality so you you have to react towards that so then that person becomes angry angry the anger as a reaction comes out from that person it is in the mind which is thing so it is this all i mean i am explaining it as if you know it's all different boxes but it all happens in very fraction of a second so it, it doesn't from where does it act and everything where it is stored in the physical condition of the body is nothing not known to me i do i myself because even biologists i don't know whether they are psychologists also whether they have found the difference and i am not sure about it i not uh, studied that aspect but functional aspect this is it now the fourth and the last one which we call in the four in the category is called the chitta chitta is the observer and that is the one which gives the power for the the ahankaram that is the one gives the it is like the you know what you call the static energy from which the ego can draw energy the buddhi can draw energy the uh mind can draw energy but chitta per se is an observer only it doesn't have reactions at all so mano buddhi ahankara chitta now when the buddhi is turned towards the chitta and not taking any sense organ sensory inputs from the mind or the ahankara the mind the buddhi is considered to be in a pure state because buddhi per se is like a crystal which direction you it it is turned it takes the color of that so if it is turned towards the mind whatever the mind inputs take the buddhi will accept that and behave like that if it is from the ahankara side it will buddhi will take the ahankara's instruction and pass it on to the muscles for giving a beating to a man who insulted you or calling him names and all those things but the when the moment when it is chained purely towards the chitta the source of the energy the observer it has no inputs of experiences from the mind or the ahankara and it is in a state of unison with the chitta that is what happens in the case of deep sleep in the deep sleep even though the body is sensing the wind of the fan or the ac the sensory organs the, the 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 mind is not functional because there is it is not accessing the memories in the mind are given from by the body intellect or ahankara is not functioning because the i-ness is not there 
the ego is not there. When the when this reflective face to face with the buddhi and the chitta is taking place, that is the time when it is called deep sleep, where you have say the kinchi davedisham. I knew nothing, but at the time of that, nobody can see. Nor neither the buddhi nor the chitta nor the you know mind or anybody is active to say that I knew nothing. But it on waking up we. He say from a memory, yeah, I knew nothing. I I I know I got went to sleep, but some dream I had. But I don't know how much time I slept. It can be during daytime. It necessarily need not be night, or even there are sometimes you know listening to some lectures in the college class or anything, you can hear some students snoring. Why he went into a deep sleep at the time, right? So even though disturbances can be there outside, if the mind is not able to feed it to the intellect because the intellect is turned inward, that inputs from the mind is not taken at all. So that is no sensory input takes place. So sadhi sambadya na vidhu sadhi sambadya mahi. That time the intellect is not knowing that it is in in unison with the the very source of life in us, but. When we wake up, we are back to the same old uh, person whom we have been all the time. This is the four functions of the mano, buddhi, ahankara, chitta. I know. I thought I am clear enough. Very clear, Mahodeya. Thank you so much. I that's I've I've been documenting all this stuff. Whatever you are saying. Okay. 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 That that makes it much clearer. Okay, today we will take the first sloka. Actually, the book which I, I mean, the PDF which I sent, the first five slokas I, I did not write it as slokas in the in the in the PDF. I will correct it. But let us see the sloka here. Vamsi uh, Bhagdi, can you read the first sloka? Yeah, one second, Mahode. Do you have it in the PDF? It's there in the PDF. Yeah, it's there in the screen. If you want to, if you are uh, no, I'm displaying it. Yeah, one second. The screen is smaller, so I'm just seeing if I can have it open. Okay. No, it, it is. I yeah, I think it's there. No, one second. Just hold on. Ah, no, I don't think it's there. it's not there in the PDF. I think, Mahode. Okay. Anyway, I'll try doing it here. Shri Harim. ಪರಮಾನಂದಮುಪಾಶ್ವರಂಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಯಾಂಡ್
ஸ்ரீஹரிம் பரமானந்தம் உபதேஷ்டாரமீஸ்வரம் வியாபகம் சர்வலோகானாம் காரணம் தம் நமாம்யகம் Can you do the Padacheda? Yes, I'll try more. Shri Harim Paramananda Upadeshtaram Ishwaram Upadeshtaram Ishwaram Upadeshtaram Ishwaram I'll do the next one. I'll just come to that. Vyapakam Sarvalokanam Karanam Tam Namami Aham The first one is Paramananda Paramanandam Paramanandam Sriharim Paramanandam Upadeshtara Mishuram There I am just There are also Diti only Upadeshtaram Oh Upadeshtaram Ishwaram Okay So Sriharim Paramanandam Upadeshtaram Ishwaram Vyapakam Sarvalokanam Karanam Tam Namamyaham Aham Namami Tam Aham Namami Tam Kam Sriharin Namami Tam Sriharin Aham Namami Yaha Paramanandam Upadeshtaram Ishwaram Sarvalokanam Vyapakam Sarvalokanam Karanam Cha You understood that Padap Chetan Visheshnani Sriharim is a what you call object Aham is a Karta Namami is a Kriya Aham Namami Tam Tam Ittiktekkim Sriharim Tam Yaha Sriharim Tam Sriharim Sriharim Kidrusha Sriharim Tadrusha Sriharim Yaha Sarvalokanam Karanam Apicha Sarvalokanam Vyapakam Sarvalokanam Saha Paramanandaru Surupaha Asti Saha Upadeshtaram Api Asti Saha Ishwaraha Api Asti So Mahodaya This is the Ekam Oktum Ichami Tatra Aham Namami Tatra Shri Harimiti Tu Karmapadam Anyani Api Karmapadam Iva Bhavanti Kintu Tani Sarvani Visheshanani Bhavanti Including Paramanandam Upadeshtaram Api Ishwaram Samek Tam Api Tam Api Tam Srihari Tam also is a Visheshanam Tam Namami Srihariam Tam Srihariam Tam Paramanandam Kintu Srihariam Eva Karmapadam Anyani Visheshanani Bhavanti Yes, that's right Bhakti Anyani Visheshanani Okay, it's one hour. Do we stop or do you want that? Because the explanation is adjective. Visheshanani, yes. 
bahuvachanam because this shloka needs lot of explanation each word is in itself like you know to take one class this shloka so what we can do is uh, i have uh, done here see this is the format if you can see the screen as i think i have written here shri harim paramanandam udeshtaram ishwaram vyaptam sarvalokanam tam karanam tam namamyam first we have to do the padacheda then do an anvaya then each each word the literal meaning of the word then the commentary okay that is how it is to be saved up or when you are uh, thing the because the explanatory words are more so you cannot write that where you have to write as a text now in this one i will do the padacheda and anvaya and send attach it as a pdf to the today's lectures okay but i am not writing the meaning and explanation which we will keep it for the next class astu is it yeah, okay that's astu yeah, that's perfect yeah i'll i'll do the padacheda as well as anvaya and then uh, attach this slide along with the uh, i mean this this slide only that is what is required because the others are just a prarthana only right hmm. yeah um mahoday i have another thing yes. can i share this class details with some of my group sanskrit groups i have uh, is it okay for you or like i don't know um, i have no problem if they want to attend okay. or you want to share they can't go time you can give them okay. the more the more people know about it more it will be better because there is nothing you know my my personal thing in it Uh, yes, yes, Anna. No, no. I do, I, I do know that. I do know that. But I just wanted your confirmation before I share your information to the groups. You know, so no I problem. Just wanted to. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. And in fact, I have shared myself shared about two, five, six people who who wanted to know what what I am teaching. Because okay. they don't have time to come and attend the class, but uh, because they don't have they don't they have no knowledge of Sanskrit, but they know definitely oh. are interested in Advaita. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Okay. So, what are the classes? Yeah. Only one hour. I thought it is one and a half hour. Uh, I I I was ready for one and a half hours, but then uh, from the. Uh, I think I'm. You other people have got limitation <laughs> because they are all uh, okay. either house house duties or uh, you know hey, people, yeah. especially Shobha from US and. Okay. 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 Uh, take your vote if everyone is okay with the one and a half hour. That should be fine, Mohday. Or uh, but Bagini, Bagini, but uh, I think I think uh, this is a um, subject which needs lot of introspection. I mean, we uh, I feel we should go it slow. That's what I think. So because whatever Mohday has taught today, there's so many points which we need to you know introspect upon and uh, read upon and to understand the concept. So. taking too much and not doing anything is also not right is what i feel uh, is that's my perception so i would think it's one no, i agree with function on that aspect because this is not a subject like grammar where uh, you know you i mean uh, grammar also you need to study or uh, you do homework but it introspection is not there much in the grammar aspect it is more of a technicality of usage yes 
Yes, the, yes, Mohde, whatever works for everyone. That is true. What she yeah. said is correct too, because this is this because, is a subject yeah. that's mainly uh, understood by contemplation. Uh, so I, that's true, Bhakti. I've I've am ju- just written down a running notes when he was studying the class, and I just see so many points which I need to look on and read upon before I come for the next class. That's what I was just thinking. So. Yes, Bhagini. <laughs> no, no issues. You can also share it with uh, your people who are interested in this, uh, in the audio file or if you want the video file also because I'm sharing both. So okay, I'll do depending that. On I'll do that. Yeah. And if they have any questions also, let them uh, they ask you or you can ask them to send an email also with a question, no problem. Or if they sure. can be present in a class, I don't mind answering the question. I really like the... More the uh, I really liked your clear uh, um, explanation of mana, buddhi, chitta because we don't get it anywhere. It's all mentioned that mana uh, chatushtayam, but they don't clearly give us what exactly it is. You know, that was really eye-opening for me. I really liked it. Thank you so much, Mahavya. So we will stop the class today for that. Any questions, Chandu Mahavya, Abhishek? No, think about it and then if you were next week class also. If you Not for now, Mahadevan. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhinaha Sarve Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sri Guru Vyo Namaha Hari Om Dhanivadaha Sarvebhya Namaskara Dhanivadaha Mahode Dhanivadaha Mahode Dhanivadaha 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 Shubhra Shubhra Shubhra